The previous Mishnah taught that although when an orphaned girl who is under bas mitzvah gets married, if she performs meal and then it dissolves the entire marriage as if it never took place from the beginning, if in such a marriage the husband gives her a get, then just like every get, it gets rid of the marriage only from that point onwards. Then we do recognize the fact that they were married until now. And because of that, the Mishnah tells us that Hamamor Enespo Ish, if the woman performs meon with the man, she refuses to continue with the marriage and therefore the whole marriage is dissolved from the beginning, then Humutubukurve Seho, the husband is allowed to marry her relatives, for example, her mother. And she is allowed to marry his relatives. And he does not invalidate her from marrying a Koyain, even though a Koyain is not allowed to marry a divorcee. Here, she is not a divorcee. She was never married before, because the Mion got rid of the entire marriage as if it never had begun. On the other hand, not in Loget, if he gave her a get, then he is forbidden to marry her relatives and she is forbidden to marry his relatives. And he doesn't validate her from marrying a Koyain, although of, co- of course all of this is only Medjabonon, since she was only ever married Medjabonon. Now there is a prohibition in the Torah known as Machzigur Shosai, which means if somebody marries a woman, let's say Ruven marries Chana, and then Ruven divorces Chana, Chana goes and marries Moshe, and then either Moshe dies or Moshe divorces her, it is now forbidden for Ruven to remarry her divorcee Chana. If Chana had not got married to somebody else in between, then Ruven is permitted, and in fact it's a mitzvah for Ruven to remarry Chana. However, once Chana has married somebody else in between, it is forbidden for Ruven to be to bring back and remarry the woman who he divorced. Now, this prohibition only applies if Chana's marriage to Moshe, the marriage she had after being divorced from Ruvain, if that marriage was valid, but if that marriage was only valid, so then this prohibition of does not apply. Because of that, let's imagine we've got a marriage between a man and a katana. And the katana's father had died, so the marriage was only valid with Jabonon. And the husband gave her, not a no get, he gave her a get, the chazira, and then he remarried her. That's perfectly permitted. And then Meanoboy, she performed Mion, she is still under the age of Bas Mitzvah, Venice is Laacher, and then she went and married somebody else, Venice Armelo and Iskarsha, and she was widowed or divorced from that second man. Now she's a katana, and her father has died, so any marriage of hers is only valid with Jabonon. And because of that, there's no prohibition of Machsiguru Shosai, since that only applies to Midoraisa marriages. However, her second marriage to this man was only valid with Jabonon, because she is still a katana, and therefore, Teres Lachzoloi, she is permitted to return and be remarried to her original husband. However, what happens if the story began the other way around? There was this marriage Midrabonon with the Katana, and first Meanoboy. She performed Mion, the Hechazira, and then after that they got married again. And then Nosan Loget, he gave her a get when this is the Acher. And she went and married somebody else when this Armelo Oynis Garsha. And she was widowed or divorced from this second husband. In this case, Asurlach Zerloi. She is forbidden to remarry her original husband. And even though technically this should be permitted as well, because her second marriage was still only valid with Jabonon, in this case, people might think that it was valid with Eraisa. Because the first husband gave her a get. So people might think that that's a, that's a get Midoraisa. They might think that she's no longer under Bas Mitzvah and that's why she couldn't have just performed Mion. But he gave her a get. So they will think that when she goes and marries this other man, she's already above the age of Bas Mitzvah and it's valid Midoraisa. So because it appears to be a, a marriage Midoraisa, she would be forbidden to remarry her original husband. Now in the first case, she performed Mion after the get. 
Now, Mion can only be done whilst she is still a katana. So it's clear to everybody that when she separated from her original husband before marrying the other one, she was still a katana. And so people assume that when she remarried the second man, she was still a katana. But in our, in our second case, already from the time of the divorce, it appears as if she's already a gadoila. She's already over bas mitzvah, in which case her marriage to the second man would be valid mid oraisa. Zahaklol, this is the rule, get acha mion. If the get came after the mion, so it appears as if it might be valid mid oraisa, she is forbidden to remarry him. However, mion acha get, if mion was done after the get, so now it's clear that even the original get was still only mid-jabonon. And we assume that when she remarried, the second man was also while she was still a katana, and therefore Materis Achzeloi, she is permitted to remarry her original husband. Mishnehei, Hamamuenes Bo'ish, a woman who performs Mion with her husband, Minis Laacher, and then she marries somebody else while she's still a katana, the Gersha, and he divorced her. Laacher, she then went and married a third husband. Again, it's all still Mijabonon, she's still a katana, and she performed Mion with this third husband. Laacher, she then went and married a fourth husband, the Gersha, and he divorced her. Laacher, to a fifth husband. And she performed me on, and so on and so forth, says the Mishnah. Any husband from whom she left via a get, meaning any husband who divorced her with a get, she is forbidden to remarry him because of the prohibition of but any husband who she performed Mion with, and that's how the marriage ends, she is permitted to remarry them. Now, at first glance, this seems to contradict our previous Mishnah. The fact that she performed Mion right at the end shows that anything else she did before then was also only valid in Jabonon. If that's the case, then why should there be any prohibition at all of Mahsiguru Shosei? So the Gemara explains that it's actually for a different reason that it's forbidden to remarry those husbands, and the reason the Gemara explains is that we are concerned that let's take husband number two as an example. Husband number two gave her a get, and then she went and married husband number three. We're concerned that after divorcing her, husband number two will want to remarry her. Now, in general, once a man divorces his wife and she marries somebody else, it's too late. However, in this case, he thinks to himself, there's a solution. I'm going to convince her to perform meon with this man. That will dissolve their entire marriage as if it never started. And their marriage was only valid with Jabonon any- anyway. And if she performs Mion, then it's clear that it was only Midrabonon, as we saw in the previous Mishnah. So I'll convince her to perform Mion, and then I'll be able to remarry her. And so in order to avoid such a situation, where the second husband convinces her to do Mion and to mess up that marriage, we say that if she performs Mion, she will not be able to remarry this man, and therefore he will not come to convince her to perform Mion, since it won't help, since he will still be forbidden to remarry her. In the previous Mishnah, the case where she is permitted to remarry her original husband, she didn't perform Mion with her second husband. The whole concern is that the first husband will convince the woman to perform Mion with her second husband. She has the power to do that, so he'll convince her to use that power. But in the previous Mishnah, her second husband died or divorced her, so there's nothing the first husband can do to convince her, and therefore in that case she is permitted to remarry the first husband. If somebody marries a woman and they are both adults, let's say, they're both above the age of Baron Bas Mitzvah, so the marriage is valid totally mid Oraisa. And then Isha, the man divorces his wife, and then he remarries her. And after remarrying her, he dies, she is permitted to his brother the Yovam, and they may perform Yibum. The point of the Mishnah is, even though I might have thought that the Yibam is only continuing the marriage which began when he remarried her, 
that was sort of like a new marriage and the mitzvah of Yibam over here permits the regular prohibition of marrying one's brother's wife that prohibition is replaced by the mitzvah of Yibam to continue his marriage however the first period in which the husband was married to her that marriage ended and since he's not continuing that first original marriage the prohibition of marrying his brother's wife should still apply and that's why the Mishnah tells us that no, that is not the case. We don't look at the different periods of marriage. We look at the fact that at the end of the day, at the time of that man's death, she was married to him. And therefore that woman falls to her husband's brother to perform Yebum. However, Rebeliezer forbids this. And we're going to explain his reasoning once we see the end of our Mishnah. Continues the Mishnah. The same applies to somebody who divorces his wife who is an orphan. Meaning her entire marriage was only Midrabonon. She's under the age of Bas Mitzvah. And so her marriage is only valid with Jabonon. So he divorces her, and then he remarries her, and then he dies. Again, she would be permitted to perform Yibum with the Yavom. It would only be Yibum with Jabonon. But again, the whole prohibition to marry her without a mitzvah of Yibum is also only forbidden with Jabonon, because the whole marriage is with Jabonon. So again, that would be like the law which we learned in the beginning of the Mishnah. But again, Rebeliezer forbids this, and we will explain his reasoning after we see the following case. Ketano Shehesiyah Oviha A girl under the age of Bas Mitzvah whose father was still alive and his, her father married her off to a particular man. So since her father did it, this marriage is valid mid And then with Iskarsha, she then gets divorced. Now, although in general, a woman is considered under the domain and power of her father until the age of Bas Mitzvah, if she gets married, then she leaves the domain of her father such that even once she gets divorced, she's now in her own domain. She's no longer under the power and domain of her father. And the Mishnah calls this She is like an orphan in the life of her father. Because the rights which the father generally has, such as to be able to marry her off mid he no longer has those rights. So now until she reaches the age of Bas Mitzvah, she would only be able to receive Kiddushan on behalf of herself, but her father would not be able to. Which means that she can only get married mid until the age of Bas Mitzvah. And therefore her Chazirah, if her husband remarries her, that marriage, the second marriage, is only valid so in this case, everybody agrees that if he dies, she will be forbidden to do Yibam with the Yavam. Why? Because if you think about it, there's no obligation of Yibam. However, there is an erva of Eishas Ach, because they were married originally, so she's forbidden to marry her husband's brother as an erva. So now that they remarried, this marriage is only valid which means that when he dies, there is only an obligation of Yibam, but there is no obligation of Yibam, which means that she would not be able to perform Yibam, rather she would do Chalitza to fulfill the obligation of now, Rebeliezer, in the previous two cases, either where both marriages were Midoraisa or both marriages were Midrabonon, and therefore this reason does not apply to forbid, Rebeliezer nevertheless says that even in those cases it's forbidden so that we do not come to override the prohibition in this last case. People would get confused, they wouldn't know all of the fine differences between the cases, and therefore, according to Rebeliezer, in the first two cases, Midrabonon it's forbidden so that one does not come to violate the prohibition Midoraisa of the third case. And again, the unique thing about the third case is that the first marriage was Midoraisa, and the second marriage was only valid Midrabonon, and therefore the Erva is an Erva Midoraisa, and the obligation of Yibam is only Midrabonon.
Mishnah Zion, the theme of the previous Mishnah very much continues into this Mishnah. Shnei Achim, if there are two brothers, Nesun Shachoyos, who are married to two sisters. And both sisters are Yesoyimus Katanois. They are both orphans from their father and under the age of Bas Mitzvah, which means that both marriages are only valid in Midrabanon. Now, if the marriages were valid in Midraisa, and then one of the husbands die, so his wife would not fall for Yibum, since she is an erva on the brother on the dead man's brother. She's his wife's sister. But in this case, she's only her wife's sister, Midrabanon. Nevertheless, says the Mishnah, If one of their husbands dies, then she does go out and is totally exempt because of the erva of Achisishov, his wife's sister. Because in this case, the entire obligation of Yibam is only Midrabonon. So the fact that she is an heir for Midrabonon is enough to remove the entire obligation of Yibam and Chalitza. The same would apply to two women who are deaf and dumb. If the two sisters were adults, but they were deaf and dumb, that marriage is also valid only Midrabonon. But since both of their marriages were valid only with Jabonon, so the, it's just like the Erva is only an Erva with Jabonon, the obligation of Yibum is also with Jabonon, and therefore she would be totally exempt from both Yibum and Chalitza. What happens, however, if Gedoyla Oktana, one sister is above Bas Mitzvah, one is below Bas Mitzvah. So let's say, for example, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, and Rachel and Leah are sisters. Reuven is married to Rachel, and she is an adult, and therefore their marriage is valid with Araisa. And Shimon is married to Rachel's sister Leah, but she is still a child under Bas Mitzvah, and therefore their, va- their marriage is only valid with Rabbanon. If the husband of the child dies, so Shimon dies, so Leah should fall to Ruvain for Yibum, and in this case, the obligation of Yibum is only Midrabonon, since the man who died, Shimon, he was only married Midrabonon. On the other hand, Leah is an erva to Ruvain Midraisa, because Ruvain's marriage to Rochel is valid Midraisa, so Rochel's sister is forbidden to him as an erva Midraisa. So in this case, certainly, the girl under Bas Mitzvah, Leah, will be totally exempt because she is an Erevar Midaraisa of Reuven's wife's sister. But what happens if Mace Bala shall the husband of the adult girl dies. So in this case, Reuven dies. So there's now an obligation upon Shimon mid of Yibum, and Rachel is only an erva for him mid So in general, we've seen many cases throughout the Masechta, where if the mid contradicts the Drabonon, so there's a simple solution that she should do Chalitza. But in this case, if Shimon and Rachel do Chalitza with each other, then Shimon would be forbidden to continue being married to his wife, Leah, because it's forbidden to be married married and have relations with the sister of one's chalutza. And the truth is, even before doing chalitza, Shimon's wife Leah, Midraisa, is Achai the sister of his Shemeris Yavam. And we know that that is also forbidden Midrabanon to be married to her. So the question is, is there a solution which will allow Shimon to be married to either Rochel or Leah? Or is he indeed stuck and I'll have to do chalitza with Rochel and divorce Leah? At first glance, there's also no way for him to do Yibum with Rachel, because in Midjabonon, she is his wife's sister. So is there a solution? Rabbi Yezra says, there is a solution. We literally teach, we tell the girl who is under Bas Mitzvah, Leah, to perform Mion with Shimon. The Mion gets rid of the entire marriage, and that way Shimon will be able to perform Yibum with Rachel. She's not an Erevah anymore because it's as if the marriage between Shimon and Leah never existed. Now, this does sound like a simple solution, but the truth is, it's not so simple, because in general, we never tell a woman to perform Mion. Because if we're the ones telling her to perform Mion, so she'll do so, and then she'll end up marrying somebody else. But because she didn't leave her husband 
out of her own will, she might wish to return to her husband, but now she's already married to somebody else. So in general, we never tell a woman to perform Mion. However, Eliezer says, in this case, in order to allow him to perform the mitzvah of Yibum, which is always preferable to Chalitza, so in such a case, we would tell the woman to perform Mion. However, Ram Gamliel, Ram Gamliel says, we cannot tell a woman to perform Mion. So, Imeano, Meano. If she did end up performing Mion by herself, then great, that's what she did. And you can now perform Mion on Rachel. Vimla, but if not, then Tamtenachetagdil. She should wait until she grows up and becomes Bas Mitzvah. However, during this time, Shimon is forbidden to have relations with her, with Leah, his wife, because she is Achoy However, once she becomes Bas Mitzvah, the marriage between Shimon and Leah becomes Mid-Oraisa valid. And once that is the case, the other woman, Rachel, would go out and be exempt from Yibam and Chalitza because she would be an erva of Shimon's brother, uh, wife's sister. So according to Eliezer, we have a solution which will allow Shimon to perform Yibum and marry Rachel. According to Gabriel, we have a solution that will allow Shimon to remain married at least after the bas mitzvah to his wife Leah. But according to Yeshua, Yeshua says, Whoa, you know, oh no. Oivei for his wife, Leah, and for his brother's wife, Rachel. He needs to divorce his wife, Leah, with a get, and must perform chalitza with Rachel, his brother's wife. Rabbi Yeshua does not accept Rabbi Yezer as a solution, because he says that we cannot tell a woman to perform Mion, and he does not accept Rabbi Gamliel's solution, because just like it's forbidden to have relations with Achai Sukukosai, it is also forbidden just to be married to her. So he can't just wait another few years until she becomes Bas Mitzvah. Rather, he needs to divorce her immediately, and then he'll have to do Chalitza with Rachel, since Mejabonon, she is his erva.